Welcome to another episode of Thanks Divorce, and I'm your host, Janine Bell. In this episode, I am interviewing, it's my first interview, I'm interviewing my good friend Aida Muhammad. She is a media and entertainment professional. I have known her for years, and in this episode, we talk about the notion of home and how we create it in our lives, in our marriages, and in our bodies, most importantly. And also, we talk about the importance of listening to our inner knowing. I am very nervous in this episode, and you will hear all of that, but it was a very good conversation. I loved her. I love her for being a part of the podcast. So enjoy. All right. So this is the beginning. The beginning. Oh, my gosh. I'm so... <laughs> now that I'm recording, it's like... <laughs> it's it's okay. It's your thing. Welcome. I'm excited. Thank yes. you for having me. <laughs> this is awesome. Okay. Okay. No, for real. For real. Okay. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do that again. <clears throat> Welcome, Aida. Thank you so much for being here. Thanks for having me. <laughs> um, in, in case anyone's listening, because you are, I'm That's nervous. Right. And this is my first interview, but I'm so excited to do it. And I don't know who else would be a better first interview, honestly. Yay. The Aida Muhammad. Why, thank you for that beautiful introduction. Yeah. Tell my listeners, tell us about yourself, just... A gist of who you are? Well, um, I always lead by saying that I'm a proud third generation Brooklynite. Mm -hmm. And, you know, folks out here slinging around, I'm from Brooklyn, which is cool, but I'm like literally from Brooklyn, born, bred, both my parents as well as a grandparent. So um, I like to lead with that because Brooklyn has been the foundation really of like my entire existence, just Mm -hmm. culturally. the cool Brooklyn that we experienced in 2021 is because of the the cultural depth and like richness of Brooklyn in the 60s, 70s and 80s. Mm -hmm. Um, The movements that we created, my, you know, loved ones were a part of and the the infrastructures that we designed. So I always leave with that because I like to also pay homage to like the people that have come before me. Mm So um, that being said, I am also a lover of all things arts and culture, community. Um, I use my hands a lot to do fun things that <laughs> interest me. So I love to build things and cook and um, craft and come up with stuff that other people may or may not have thought of. Mm-hmm. Um, I have worked I guess I can get to that part. I've worked (laughs) in um, the industry of entertainment and arts um, my whole life, really. My whole, not only adult life, but I started at like 16, um, working in production in the arts. And so Mm -hmm. I haven't left. I've been in it very much, loving it for 23 years. And um, yeah, it feels great to know that... um, It supported me and I've been able to work in a field that financially has sustained me, but also has been like super fulfilling. Mm. Um, And and yes, kind of fed my soul. Um, I I am a lot of what I've done and um, I'm proud of it. So I guess I can say like I'm proud of myself because Mm. it is it is truly a part of me. So. Um, besides that, I, you know, my first love is theater, and uh, 
I've always been fascinated by the stage and um, one day I'll probably get back to it at some point. But I think that's just a little bit about me. Um, I love to travel and yes. yeah, like I'm, I'm a, I'm, I, I'm an explorer, mm-hmm. you know, and, and not in the like colonizer sense, but I really feel like um, fundamentally we have been and and spiritually we've been designed and and created um in this like beautiful vast um community of of humanity around the globe and so why limit myself to only understanding the people that happen to be in my close proximity Mm -hmm. um really learning and exploring cultures and traditions and people that exist through their own humanness in other parts of the world is like something that really allows me to, to see myself differently. So I don't travel just for, um, you know, a good Instagram post. <laughs> um, for me, it really is just a, a, a deepening of my own understanding of, of human, you know, existence and experience. And it allows me to see myself in a new way um, because I learn about other people and their cultures. So yeah, I love travel um, and I've been blessed to so far go to 29 countries, Mm -hmm. um, which feels, I think it's like 9% of the world. So (laughs) I feel like such a small percentage, but yes. (laughs) So that's enough about me, but yeah, that's that's kind of like a glimpse into who I am and some of the things that I value. I'm also like a Muslim woman, right? And mm-hmm. um, my faith is unwavering and something that I I greatly um, cling to. Mm-hmm. Um, so it is a part of my identity. I probably have a few other things you'll learn about me as we yeah continue the conversation. I love that, like yeah. the way that you articulated your. Because if someone says, like, I love to travel, that could, like, live on the surface. Like, I just like getting passport stamps. Or I just like to say that I went to these places. But, like, you articulating what that does for you and what you get out of it and your, like, curiosity about humans in general. I don't think I knew that, honestly. I just knew that. I need to be out. I need to just be out here. (laughs) She travels a lot, guys. So um, I want to stay out, too. mm. I'm like, oh, it's like so much of this worlds and this globe and this planet that I want to see. I'm not interested in traveling to the moon. Um, We have enough right here. Right here. Um, Yeah. And and so, yeah, I hope to pray to continue to to do that more. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Anybody listening want to welcome me to another part of the world? (laughs) Let me know. Holla at me. We can exchange resources and barter and I will be there. Yes. Um, Amen. Amen. Um. Okay, yes. All right, so we're here. Thanks, Divorce, right? Mm-hmm. Um, tell us your divorce story, backstory, what I'm calling the divorce profile. Yeah, um, I love that. How long was it? How did it end, et cetera? Like, whatever you're comfortable with sharing. Sure, of course. I'm Listen, I'll share a lot. <laughs> um, I do have to be mindful that potentially my mother and father may hear this at some point, um, but I'm pretty truthful with them as well. Um, so my divorce profile, I will put a disclaimer out that some of the dates and times may be blurry, but nobody's going to notice but me. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're in 2021. I 
divorced in 2009. 10. 10. I am the type of person that does not remember dates. Sure. Well, so. But 2010. um, I was married in 2005 um i left new york for the first time on my own to move to another state i happened to move to north carolina where um my ex-husband uh is from and i was moving because i just needed to i needed to get away i was working really really hard and just had something physically happen to my body that was a clear sign that it was time for me to leave New York. Mm-hmm. Um, and that just kind of over the course of my life has been what those pivotal moments are essentially like um, motivated by something physically happening to me mm-hmm. and it's sparking my and, and grabbing my attention and kind of slapping me over the head and saying like you need to do something mm-hmm. so i moved to north carolina to charlotte where i had some friends i knew i was a few hours away from my ex-husband or well at the time my fiance mm-hmm. and um we were you know long distance for a couple of years before i moved down there and then i'd say maybe six months maybe less into Um, Me living in North Carolina, we got married in July of 2005. Mm -hmm. So um, North Carolina was remarkable. Like it was exactly what I needed. It was a change of pace. Um, So many things were thrown at me before I made the decision to move that most people would be like, you crazy for going down there. You Mm -hmm. should have stayed here and taken this opportunity. Um, But it was exactly what I needed and spirit was guiding me and creator was like, you got to go. So I did. And um, fast forward, here I am now, six months after moving down there, married. But what's interesting is I was still not living with my husband. He Mm -hmm. was two hours away in Durham um, or Raleigh and I was in Charlotte. So... um, Eventually, we found ourselves at a crossroad because I was like, hey, you're either going to come to Charlotte where I had like started this really cool life, had amazing community, great friends, just a real strong, solid support system. And he felt the same way about like his foundation (laughs) where he was born and raised and Mm -hmm. his whole family was basically. Mm -hmm. Um, He was like, listen, we both have a really strong argument. So who's going to budge? And I was like, you cute because (laughs) I. At the end of the day, like you want you want me and we want each other, but you are going to have to step up in certain ways in order for me to adjust what I've established. What feels like right now is a really good start to a new beginning. Hold on for a second. Yeah. So you were long distance New York, North Carolina. Yeah. Then you moved to North Carolina, but a few hours away from him. So you're kind of long distance in North Carolina. Kind of. Yeah. Okay. And now it's like who's going to move yeah like moved to north carolina lived separately then got married right in charlotte where mm-hmm. i was living and he never moved to charlotte oh he just visited for the wedding yeah like he oh <laughs> god that wedding was interesting my mother said to me she was like you know we don't have to do this we can have a whole cookout oh because i got married outdoors yeah excuse me and she was just like serious this was right before I walked down this like very. I got married in a, a 
park, but it had a Japanese like rock garden. Mm-hmm. And so there was a very long staircase to get down to the grassy like area and the and the pond. And she was like, you know, we don't have to do this. <laughs> this was like right before we walked down the stairs. Um, because there were so many things. We were young and like there were yeah. so many things that had transpired that day and it just was feeling a little unsettling to me. But mm-hmm. I was like, you know, I love this person. I do. But I just feel, I don't feel ready for him. I don't feel ready or he may not be ready for me, whatever it is, mm-hmm. but we're just not ready. Um, but we went with it and um, we went through with it and it was five years of you know marriage, right? Like every marriage, there's moments of bliss and sheer joy, mm-hmm. um, growth, learning, fun, laughter, all of the good and all of the not always so good right Right. so yeah so we we lived separately for about i would say from july to december and then i remember at one point honestly like giving an ultimatum Hmm. i was like so either you set us up where you are Mm -hmm. equivalent to how we could meet we or I've set myself up where I am, mm-hmm. um, or we will just have a celebrity wedding, and <laughs> this will be one of the shortest Islamic marriages maybe in the history, right? Because at that point, I was like, I want my husband to be with me, mm-hmm. and I feel like he probably wanted me to be with him, but it was what sacrifices are you willing to make? And when you get married in your 20s, you, you do recognize, or at least I can say this for us, we we didn't recognize at some point that we were not exclusive like we weren't amoebas like we had to exist mm-hmm. in 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 a unity like we had to exist together there had to be some togetherness and um if we were functioning in these kind of like isolated worlds and never really coming together then there was always going to be conflict because mm-hmm. we weren't doing anything together. Right. So anyway, he finally set some stuff up. And um, January, I moved to Durham. Um, and so I stayed in Durham until 2010. Okay. Um, so my divorce profile, I don't know if this is explaining it correctly, but it basically was a five-year relationship um, between two 20-somethings mm-hmm. um, with the support of friends, community, mm-hmm. examples of you know longevity in marriage. Um, we both came from two-parent households. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, all of the things that people would want to say could potentially be... Um, what you can credit as success in a marriage, you know, or at least the resources that you would need in order to have a successful marriage. This is what that profile looks like. Mm -hmm. And, um, I will say that I don't take any part of it for granted and I'm grateful for every moment. Mm -hmm. Um, so in 2009, I realized that, what I felt in 2005 before my before my mother and father escorted me down that staircase was that 
I needed to be with this person in order for certain aspects of myself to grow. Mm. And I knew that with all of the understanding that I had about where we were in our relationship, I was no longer equipped to continue it. Mm. And one of the hardest decisions that I had to make, not for the two of us, but for the overall family structure and community structure that we had built together, um, I had to sever some ties. Mm. And in choosing that, you know, it resulted in a lot of things. Um, you know, some really tough moments for me personally. Um, and then also a lot of like denial and anger and mm -hmm. bitterness and resentment um, from him because according to him, he would have never divorced me. Right. The relationship would have always, we would have figured it out no matter what. Mm -hmm. um, and yeah, I got to a point where I was just like, this kind of permanence that you see as relationship and this by any means necessary, there's never going to be a time where we have to separate. Mm -hmm. I don't exist in that way. I don't, my relationships with people don't function that way. Mm. Um, not, not how I assert them. So anyway, um, when I initiated the divorce, a lot of things definitely came to the surface. Um, yeah, of course. Yeah. 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 And from, you know, for me and him and all the people that we were connected to. Mm -hmm. um, but if there's one thing that I will always be grateful for is that when you have strong community and you have authentic relationships with other humans, mm -hmm. there are very few things that can destroy that bond. Mm -hmm. And I'm grateful that, you know, I was never nasty, mean, you know, maybe at moments I had my, you know, I had, right. I should say maybe at times I had my moments. Um, but overall, I, I always did my best and, and, and really um, was conscious and aware and mindful of how I'm treating people in this process. Mm -hmm. And so thankfully, fast forward, you know, to now, I can still have um, loving relationships with my ex-husband's family, um, with people that we, you know, were connected to through his friendships or mm -hmm. my friendships, like mm -hmm. that to me is extremely valuable, right? Um, if nothing else, so I didn't lose anything mm -hmm. in divorce. Mm -hmm. I gained a lot because of the marriage and the union that I had with this person, and so yeah, I lost nothing. That's beautiful to hear, and it kind of goes along with your um, what you were saying about how, like how and why you travel, and, like mm -hmm. the connection with humans, yeah, um, and how that's like there. There's some integrity in all in, in all that you do, yeah. At uh, least I strive for that, yeah. Uh, at least that's what I I know of you for sure. Thank you. If you guys don't know, like this is my friend Aida. <laughs> uh, <laughs> 
Ditto. Ditto. Um, all right, so tell us where you are now. So that was 2010 transformation. Things changed. You obviously moved back to New York. Um, I did. I came back home. <laughs> um, yeah, that was that was fun. The coming back home part. Shit, that was hard too. Yeah, shout out to my mom, yo. Shout out to Nina Muhammad. Okay. And my dad. Don't let me let me yes, not forget Marcy yes. Muhammad. But my mom, yo, she is. Damn, she's like. I think her. Mm, not gonna get emotional. Mm. I mean, I get emotional, but I'm not gonna cry because then it'll stop me from talking. Her resilience, mm. the the way that she was such a footing and a a, a, a solid like footing for me mm-hmm. because I didn't fall apart. I'm I'm not big on like falling apart and collapsing in times of adversity. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm very grateful for that. It's because like her and I, we have crying moments all the time. And then we just like, after we finish crying, we're just, we feel complete, right? We feel like good about it. So I remember having a phone call with her and I'm like, mom's tired. Like, I don't want to do this anymore. Mm -hmm. And the same way she was like, we can have a cookout. She was like, you can come home. And she also was like, and you can stay. Mm -hmm. And if you stay, you'll be fine. Mm -hmm. And whatever you choose, know that you will be fine. And I think it's not so much that her instilling in me like this, this, this like, uh, I I, want to say, audacity because there's there's moments when i feel like i have it Mm -hmm. but i think it's just the fact that she's always said like know who your source is Mm -hmm. it's not people Mm -hmm. and it's sometimes not you Mm -hmm. it's like creator it's Mm -hmm. your ancestor she always used to say to me like what you've been blessed with don't think it's because you prayed for it last week like people have been praying for you for generations Mm -hmm. so there's a a a a richness and like a, a fullness to her awareness around strength yes and so when i was going through that and she was in brooklyn and i was in durham she was literally like all right so let's talk about what it is you need Mm -hmm. because what you want right now i get it is is really tied up in your emotion but what you need Mm -hmm. is what and so we worked through some things and you know, there was there was a lot of like her saying, I know you can take care of yourself, but here's what you don't have. You know, here's yes. here's how I can offset some of these costs and things uh-huh. that you may be worried about. And so because of her commitment to just being present for me mm-hmm. um, and all of the other amazing human beings and in particular women in yes. my life. Yes. Um, I was able to work through that. And some really incredible men. Like, mm-hmm. I, gosh, if I could just name all the people, right? Yeah, because yeah. there were moments when I was like, I had my Akilah and the B moment, you know, mm-hmm. through divorce. Like, divorce was my Akilah and the B script spelling B moment. Mm-hmm. You know, if anybody knows that film, it required everybody to step in and do their part mm-hmm. in order to get her to that stage yes. in order to get her to a win mm-hmm. and for me that's what divorce looked like i could have been the most self-sufficient 
you know, confident, resilient, have it all kind of person. Mm -hmm. But no one can function through such an emotionally turbulent time Mm -hmm. alone. Right. And I had some really dope ass people to Mm -hmm. just be like, whatever it is we can do, you know, showed up with their children and helped me pack and, you know, all of those things um, in order to see me off because I had decided at that point that I was coming back to New York. Mm -hmm. And um, my time in Durham was amazing and coming to an end. Um, So, yeah, I, I, I would encourage anyone, you know, who's in this pivotal moment in their life where they're either choosing to take that step where they're you know uncertain about how um trust that the community of people that you've built the loving relationships that you fostered um folks are going to have your back and not in a attack the other person kind of way Mm -hmm, but mm -hmm. literally like be there to say what is it that you need right like my mom said what do you need and when someone can in spite of all the other things that they may be having that they have going on in their world still stand with you in a time when you are feeling most vulnerable or Mm -hmm. uncertain about Mm -hmm. life Mm -hmm. to me those are the relationships that essentially um help you journey mm-hmm. um and yeah that those are the people i would just encourage you to call on yeah um and 2010 was um a really strengthening year for me like it showed me that i could go through hardship, make really big decisions, Uh and still be vulnerable to the point where I needed people Uh and not feel like I was inadequate. Uh I still felt like, wow, this this is an opportunity for me to lean on people. Um, that love me and care for me Mm -hmm. and to acknowledge that I have community and, um, and I'm going to get through this. Yeah. And funny enough, I was the one that initiated it. So I could only imagine, you know, Mm -hmm. what my partner at the time was like thinking of because, or how, what he had to do because for him, you know, I have, I was sitting with it for six months Mm -hmm. before I actually like brought it to his attention. Yes. Um, But for him, it was like a blow. It was probably like the biggest shock ever. It usually is. Yeah. It usually 100%. So there's like a few stats that I've heard recently Uh around like um, amongst married couples, women who are college educated are are the ones who usually initiate the the divorce. And then that's a separate stat from um, women who want... Uh, it's not even that wasn't even a full stat there was no numbers mm. but mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, women who want a divorce oh, no women who have issues in their relationship they might say something for let's say let's say you start saying something in January of one year and feeling this way you might say something and if it goes unheard or unnoticed or unaddressed or like all these things these are all like breadcrumbs 
until you finally say it. Right. And then when you do say, I do want a divorce, that person, your partner is like blown away. It's coming out of left field. Like they have, no, like they are, like their earth is shaken. Yeah. As if they didn't see it coming whatsoever. Yeah. yeah. And I think that, uh, I mean, that was a, a, a tidbit of my experience as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and like you saying that, it's like, I think that's what, like we know, like women know. Yeah. Um, when did you initiate yours as well? I did. Yeah. I initiated mine and um, twice, sort of. So my, my, my actual like, okay, I, would, I definitely want a divorce was in 2019, but I said it before in 2017. And then between those two years was like therapy and help and support and community came through. It was a whole thing. Mm-hmm. Um, then by 2019, I was like, no, for real, actually. Yeah. Even after all of that, I actually came back to the same conclusion. So I, I do want out. I used to throw the D word around all the time. And I don't mean the other one. Like, <laughs> you know, like I was out here slinging like divorce throughout my relationship. Because oh, wow. mind you, at my wedding, uh-huh, I was uh-huh. like, I don't want to do this. <laughs> right. Yes. And so I think that's another really big lesson for a lot of us is to like deeply listen to what you're being guided to. Yeah. Don't 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 place all of these other variables and factors into mm-hmm. what you are clearly being called to the day listen i am grateful for the years that we had together i am grateful for the experiences i know that it was supposed to happen the way that it did mm-hmm. right and so i don't go back ever and be like well what if i did it differently i didn't so mm-hmm. it doesn't matter what if right right however some things are meant to detour us. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't mean that we're not going to ultimately get to our destination. Mm-hmm. It just means that the path may be longer now because we didn't listen. Mm. All so right. it happens, right? <laughs> You're just like, oh, got it. Like if anybody's a driver, shit, you don't even have to be a driver. Uh-huh. But you know what a detour does. Yes. It doesn't stop you from getting to your destination unless you give up. Right. Exactly. Unless you just be like, yo, this is mad long. I'm turning back. (laughs) Right. And I've done that before. Uh (laughs) Um, Driving. But it's just a detour. So it slows down what could have potentially Mm -hmm. been a shorter distance. And you and you get to see some things on that detour. Exactly. You experience some things on that detour. Yes. It's not the worst thing in the world. That's right. And you're grateful for the detour. If you get back on track, when you get back on track, you good. You learn some things. Yes. If you're present in the process, if you're constantly thinking about, damn it, this is going to take me longer then you're missing a lot. Mm -hmm, Right. mm -hmm. So even along the journey of my marriage, I was very present to all of the beauty that was in it. Yeah. And I was also present to all the stuff I didn't love, which is why I was slinging that D word, because I was like, you know what? I'm. I don't want to do this again. Mm-hmm. I like that feeling of I don't want to do this again is coming up. Right. And so I found myself. Interestingly enough, having deep gratitude for where I was and also being extremely resentful mm. about where I was. Oof. Wow. And I recognized that a lot of it had to do with my own personal growth. Mm -hmm. There were ways in which I was neglecting myself. Mm -hmm. And I don't mean in the like wellness, self-care, all these terminologies that we throw around a lot now. Not to say that they're not good words, 
However, I was neglecting and not addressing areas of myself that were lying dormant for a long time. Mm. Ways in which I wanted to be with myself, with the world. I was ignoring them because I was now married. Mm -hmm. Um, I was ignoring them because... I had responsibilities that came along with a marriage yes, or came yes. along with me living in another place. or And at the same time, if you ask my friends, they would be like, yo, you live in your best life. Mm-hmm. I had a career that took me you know, to different parts of the country. I was yeah. traveling for work at times. There were moments when I made a whole lot of money. There mm-hmm. were other moments when he was the breadwinner. Mm-hmm. I went through all the ebbs and flows of life. But the neglect was coming in where... There were things that I wanted to do. So at the time, I hadn't gotten my degree. I was like hopping from one university to another based on my work, Mm. which was so interesting. (laughs) Um, I wasn't sure if I wanted to like go to school full time. There were some things. And I've never been the type of person that really gave a damn about like a degree. Yeah. But it was something in me that wanted to complete that. Right. And so I was like, all right, I need to go back to school. Mm-hmm. So that was something that I did during my marriage. Okay. Um, there were lots and lots and lots of signs that I wanted to travel. Yeah. I didn't get my passport until 2012. Oh. So you went to 29 countries between 2012 and 2021? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I didn't actually... like. To think about the fact that I had traveled outside of the country to Bermuda when I was a child. At the time, we didn't have to have a passport. We could have used a birth certificate, depending on the age of the child. Oh, yeah, yeah. Shout out to Bermuda. Go Shout on. out to Bermuda <laughs> for all the reasons. All the reasons. <laughs> <laughs> and so I didn't need it at the time. I think somehow we were able to get me through with my birth certificate yeah, and some yeah. other things. And so I hadn't had a passport. Wow. One of the reasons why, and this is not to bounce around, but one of the reasons why I'm such an advocate for young people to get their passport, I believe we should be issued a passport at birth. Mm. Like, like along with my birth certificate, I need a passport. I like that. Take the baby's picture Uh at the hospital and give them a passport. Yes. This is one of the ways in which I have learned, like I said, more and more about myself mm-hmm. was through travel. Right. So I knew in my marriage that I wanted to travel. Mm-hmm. My honeymoon was at King's Dominion. <laughs> Sorry. Yes. No, girl. <laughs> laugh. Like, hearty laugh. Okay? Like, what the F? Because, not, that because, not because we were young, mm-hmm. not because we didn't necessarily have the means, but because I was with someone at the time who did not see the possibility mm. of creating experiences with their spouse. Yeah, They didn't see the, the value in that. So King's Dominion was our honeymoon. Okay. Throughout our marriage, I would be like, we should go travel. Let's go do this. Mm-hmm. And the person would be like, I'm good. Yeah. So then I started traveling for work. Okay. And all of these things were ways in which I was striving to remember what I needed. Mm -hmm. And I was with a person who was Mm self-serving and didn't really recognize that him pushing back on the things that I was saying 
I needed or mm-hmm. I wanted to experience with us yeah. was slowly but surely mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. leading up to ultimately being divorced. Yeah. I was hinting, like you said, yeah. dropping these crumbs yeah. all along. Mm-hmm. But I didn't have the words. I didn't have the language. I didn't know how to articulate. Maybe I mean, I'm sh- I've always been a great communicator, but I don't think at the time I knew how to articulate that I chose marriage and I chose partnership in this way Mm -hmm. because I wanted to live and journey with someone in companionship. Mm -hmm. I did not want to do the things that I needed to do for myself alone. By yourself, yeah, yeah. So those are some of the reasons why I think it led to us getting to where we were. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, 2010, Everything changed. Drove my ass back to New York. Rented a huge Penske truck. <laughs> it was mad. I mean, when I tell you it was like 20, I think it was 28 feet long. What? Yeah, it was huge. My mom, <laughs> I called her. I was like, mom, I'm, I'm um, making my way up. I think I'm coming through the Holland Tunnel, wherever I was coming, what? the Lincoln Tunnel. And I was I had to go through Manhattan to get to uh, to Brooklyn, of course. Wait, you're driving this truck? Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm I'm gangster like that. Listen, <laughs> let me tell you something. You need a getaway driver. You need an 18 wheeler. I don't have a CDC license. I mean, a, a CDL, but right. I, I was whipping that truck. Wow. Whatever the largest truck was for my class of a license, <laughs> I per, I purchased it because I had a whole townhouse. Yeah, that I was like a dummy moving back to New York to move into my mother's living room <laughs> at the time. <laughs> Like, I pulled up in front of her house. She was like, well, I didn't save enough parking spaces for this truck. <laughs> I mean, I had oh, all wow. the looks. I had men when we pulled up to, like, uh, the the storage unit. They mm-hmm. were looking at me like, oh, wow, you whipping it. Up. Listen, mm. women, I feel like we are better drivers anyway. Okay. I'm, <laughs> I'm just putting that out there. Um, but I say that to say, like, I didn't care what it took yeah. to relocate myself. Mm-hmm. Um, I put my dog in the truck with me. Mm-hmm. She had a little motion sickness. I dropped her off at my aunt's house Aww. and I made my way to New York. Wow. Back back to what I was, you know, calling home. Mm-hmm. Always call home. Mm-hmm. Um, even though... I think home is wherever you are. And so I had created this home in Durham. I created this home in North Carolina. Mm -hmm. Um, But the home that I was most familiar with and the home that was, I I would say, the the strongest connection to who I am and my identity was always Brooklyn. Yeah. Always New York City. I love that. Like you came home. Yeah, I came home. You came home. I came home. You you left home. You went and created a home. Yeah. And then... Well, you created your first home, the yeah. North Carolina one. Yeah. Charlotte one. Charlotte one. And then y'all created a home. Mm-hmm. And then when that wasn't working out, you went like, I want to say to the source. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, you definitely yeah. came back to, to home. Yeah. I, I love I love that. The notion of home and how we um, how we have the ability to make them wherever yeah. um, if we're intentional and how we have one to always come back home to and that we have one within our own bodies. So you as a, I'm calling you a nomad. Mm -hmm. um, (laughs) 
love it. No matter where you go to 29 countries and counting, (laughs) um, you are always home. Always. Which is beautiful. Yeah, it's it's a term that I use when I was traveling for work recently in 2019. Um, I did a event and the theme was 227. And anybody that mm-hmm. knows the theme song to 227, mm-hmm. the, the chorus is there's no place like home. Yeah. And I take me wherever I go. Mm-hmm. So when you say home of self and your body and, you know, this vessel that we occupy, the soul that's within us, mm-hmm. those are all representations of home. Mm-hmm. And how you cultivate, nurture, love up on that mm-hmm. is the beginning to being able to create those spaces wherever, everywhere you go yeah, wherever you go um Oof. and so for me i'm grateful that i had a solid teaching mm-hmm. um as a child that that is what you start with mm-hmm. um and when you neglect that then it's very likely that all of the other areas of whatever you have poured into mm-hmm. are also neglected in some way. Yeah. Um, which is why I knew my relationship was neglected in some way. Mm-hmm. Um, my work was probably neglected in some way because mm-hmm. I was uh, unfortunately forgetting that it starts with me. And it's funny because my mom, I, I throw my mom out a lot because like literally she be dropping all the gems. She said something to me since childhood and she said it to us at our wedding she said um take care of you aida Hmm. for this meaning the relationship and she said to him take care of you Mm -hmm. for this um for the relationship don't take care of the relationship Mm -hmm. because you're skipping over the most important part which is you Yes, mom. And so that was something that I heard, mm-hmm. something that <laughs> I knew t- was was necessary, but I didn't practice it. Mm-hmm. I didn't practice it. I put everything else before. And then eventually I started to like, oh, got it. Take care of me. Take mm-hmm. care of me. Take care of me. And as I started doing that, we moved further and further apart. So then I realized what I always said in my relationship and what I said through my divorce was that when you don't grow together, you naturally grow apart. True that. So we were not growing together. Yeah. And it just kind of started to put a wedge in between mm-hmm. our paths. I could totally see that being a thing. Yeah. Wow, I love I love hearing this, and like, and and you learn about yourself through the process. You learn about what you want and don't want, need and don't need through this entire like first. I want to say first marriage. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, if we do it again, great. If we don't, right, great. Right. But I mean, I do aspire to to one day. Yeah, but now you're more equipped. Yeah, with how to move forward and like what it is you need coming into it. Whether you whether you were twenty something or thirty something when you came in, yeah, you had to learn those lessons on the way, like on the way out, basically. Yeah. I mean, like every relationship in life, the one with yourself mm-hmm. and everyone else, it's really a process, one day at a time. Mm-hmm. There's no rule book. There's no right. there's there's no way to do it perfectly. There's no such thing, you know. So, yeah, yeah. There was just it was like figuring it out every single day. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and what you want is somebody that's willing to do that with you every day. Mm-hmm. And um, if you become the person that does that no longer wants to do that with the other person, excuse me, with the other person, I think it's like imperative that you honor yourself and honor the other person enough to say something. Mm-hmm. So initiating a divorce is never going to be easy. I, do, I don't know anybody that's ever been in a situation where they were like, yeah, I just had to break up with someone mm-hmm. and they laughed about it. They thought it was like the most comical thing ever. Right. I've never heard of that. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure there may be cases out there, but the majority of relationships that end, mm-hmm. someone, if not both people, are going to be affected yes. deeply. Yeah. Um, and I think when you do it lovingly, mm-hmm. even if it is hostile. But if you do it knowing that this is another human being who mm-hmm. has invested time and mm-hmm. energy and care, mm-hmm. even if it doesn't look the way I was hoping it would, right. they still deserve to be respected. Yeah. And I think for me, I chose, I remember vividly choosing to be respectful of my spouse. I didn't talk bad about him. Mm -hmm. Um, I told our families what was going on, Mm -hmm. you know, and I was very transparent about the hurt and and the disappointment that I was feeling. Mm -hmm. Um, But I never ran his name through the muck. I remember about a year after we divorced, I finally was like, I'm ready to now acknowledge him. So I happened to be in North Carolina and I asked if we could just meet up mm-hmm. and I gave him a card and, Aww. you know, sat with him and just acknowledged him for being present. Yeah. Um, you know, there is always good. Mm-hmm. There's always good. Mm-hmm. And if the turbulence outweighs the good, it is definitely time to make a decision to move on yeah um so yeah i i'm i'm grateful that i was able to uh to like have that awareness even in the midst of the frustration and the anger and the disappointment (laughs) and all the other things Mm -hmm. you know because the reason why you choose divorce is not because everything is like Really and peachy king. Yeah. yeah, you know, it's like you're just like, okay, I'm choosing this because I realized that there's something deeply troubling me mm-hmm. about how we're existing as a couple. And if counseling is not working, right. and if community support is not working, and if whatever other modalities we're both choosing to participate in isn't working, mm-hmm. maybe this is our season. Right. Uh, Reason, season, lifetime. Okay. Mama Yama taught us that. <laughs> <laughs> and like that, and that's okay. Like this, like yeah. this can be a season. That's right. This marriage literally yeah. can be a season. It's a season. Yeah. It's a season. And you know. Right. You hope that the person that you're with can embrace that same concept. Right, because if they don't, it's yeah. big disappointment and yeah. other emotions in that realm. Yeah, and I mean, you you have children. Right. I didn't have children, mm-hmm. you know, and I, I say sometimes, like, I was blessed to not have children mm-hmm. in my marriage because it's another layer. Yes. And two, or in your case, two, but 
another human being's life is going to be impacted by this. And you just hope that the person, you know, that you're doing this with Mm -hmm. in, in relationship is really more so focused on just being whole mm-hmm. and and still loving, obviously, towards your children. Right. Um, because I've seen what that looks like, too. Like, I'm the product of divorce, even though both my parents, I never tell people that I came from a single family household because I didn't. Like, mm-hmm. my daddy and my mother were together 12 years before I was born. Mm-hmm. And they divorced two years into my life. Okay. <laughs> and my mother still let my father come over every single day, every yeah. morning before he went to work <laughs> to feed me breakfast. Yeah. Um, until, you know, that was no longer necessary. Uh-huh. But that's great. Yeah. yeah. So I, I I see what it can be like to have two loving parents mm-hmm. who despite their personal um challenges with staying together Mm -hmm. never ever ever stopped fully loving on me Mm -hmm. um that's beautiful so it's possible yeah um they just have to be committed to that child more than they are to their own ego right yeah big facts (laughs) (laughs) big facts (laughs) i appreciate this so much i don't i'm glad i'm glad that you are the person i'm talking to right now yay (laughs) I hope I'm like expressing enough for the the listeners. You are to doing like, fantastic. Okay, you said good. your mom was her name, Mama Nina. Yes, Mama yes, Nina, Nina is full Muhammad. of gems. Yep. You are full of gems. <laughs> I get it from my mama. Okay, literally, I see. Yeah, I see. yeah, yeah. She's, she's the apple doesn't fall she's far. She's a gift. She's a gift. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I feel like you've said we're great and wonderful things. <laughs> I'm like I, I feel complete. Yeah. Um, if there's any advice you have for women, I feel like you've said those things or like lessons you've learned, you can share that. Yeah. Um, at the very end, I would love all of my guests to say thanks, divorce for X, Y, Z. So if you want to okay. do that, so A, B, or C, or all three. Okay. Wherever you feel called to do in this moment. Yeah. You know, I'm grateful that you have this space. And I love that it's celebratory Mm -hmm. because I think a lot of what we experience around relationships when they end is like we're supposed to be devastated Mm -hmm. or, you know, there's supposed to be animosity towards this other human being. This to me is a space that's not intentionally designed to suppress or keep people down in mm-hmm. that kind of negative mm-hmm. round like or that, that around that negative energy see this is what happens when you wear sequins sequin, you attach you to just, yourself yeah exactly like all the things <laughs> i just moved my arm and it was like nope um so yeah i i love that this thanks divorce community is going to be able to hopefully find the joy in it mm-hmm. you know because like everything, we can choose how what our lens is and mm-hmm. what our perspective is. Mm-hmm. So I'm grateful to be mm-hmm. able to share this even years later. And, um, you know, I just saw my ex-husband recently. <laughs> I noticed this. I don't know if he noticed it, but um, we were in a, a room for our niece who was graduating from high school. And when I walked in, his face just lit up. And uh-huh. I was like, 
this is hilarious, right? <laughs> Having not seen him for several years or whatever, yeah. um, he just like stood up to like hug me, and I was mm. like, "I'm gonna hug your mother first, relax." <laughs> um, but you know, we've come, we've come to that place, yeah. You know, and I think that it has a little bit to do with just how I was choosing to move on to the next chapter. Yeah. I was choosing to do it in a way that was honoring my spirit. Mm -hmm. I was choosing to do it in a way that was self-serving first Mm -hmm. and not in a um, selfish way, but in a self-serving way. Uh Um, I was like, I'm going to strive to do this lovingly. Mm -hmm. And you could sling all of the, whatever you need to sling Mm -hmm. in order to feel good about whatever it is you choose. Yes at me Mm -hmm. and I'm still gonna be like copy that yeah but Mm -hmm. you're not going to steal my joy Mm -hmm. um because it was hard enough pushing through and having to be strong um having to navigate this pay bills by myself again Mm -hmm. having to find a new place having to choose if I wanted to stay where I was like a lot of things shift when you go in a different direction and you separate so i couldn't allow all the negativity to to weigh me down because Mm -hmm. that's where i think a lot of us get really stuck Mm -hmm. um so i will encourage everyone that will continue to listen to this and as this community grows to really not so much hear yes you'll hear what resonates with you but not try to see yourself in my story yeah to really deeply listen to what you hear within you. Mm -hmm. And I'm only just sharing what I've heard within me. And I'm only um, grateful that I'm able to say this now because I know that this too did pass. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And all that is to come um, with faith and some persistence Mm -hmm. will be a beautiful um, new chapter mm-hmm. and I just you know encourage the community that listens to to know that that is the case for them as well but the first person you really need to connect with and listen to is you because you know we all like to call our girlfriends and be like you will not believe <laughs> what he just we will yeah. vent get it out and uh-huh. then just sit still mm-hmm. and figure out what it is that you're saying to you yeah and when you can get that voice louder than anybody else's, oof, oof. Mm. you will have conflict with it all the time. Because I be having, <laughs> what? I be in my house talking to myself all the time. Literally the other night at Sidebar. Go the on. other night, I was the chatter in my head about something that I said. I know if I listen back to this podcast, I'm going to be like, I shouldn't have said that shit. <laughs> What in the world, Aida? You did not need to come out and say all of that, right? You could have still got your point across and used less words. But I was in my head and the chatter was so loud. Mm. And I saw a shadow of myself in the wall Mm -hmm. and I stood there and talked to it. Okay. And I was like, you need to shut up. Mm. You got to stop. Wow. There is absolutely no way, one, you're going to rest tonight. Mm -hmm. And two, it doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. It's done. You did it. You said it. It Mm -hmm. happened. Mm -hmm. Move on. Anyone that didn't like it. That's on them. That's on them. And Mm -hmm. anyone that did, that's also on them. Right. 
you have to let this go now. Mm-hmm. And it was me and my shadow. I love a good pep talk. <laughs> I love a good self pep talk. I never heard the shadow situation. I love that too. It was, and I, it's funny because in that moment when I was talking to my shadow, some other thought, because you know, our thoughts are so freaking layered. It's like, damn, how many of me's am right. I? I'm something else was like, you should go talk in the mirror mm. so you can at least see yourself. Oh, right? Okay. And yes. then the other voice was like, no, you shut up too. I'm talking to my shadow right now. <laughs> so, me and my shadow. I'm having a conversation, so I need you to see your way out, okay? You want to see something? Go see your way out of this conversation. But it was all of that, right, yes. happening in the moment. And, you know, this this is the, the other side, mm-hmm. you know? You'll mm-hmm. be able to laugh about stuff. <laughs> you'll be able to, you know, to look back and be like, wow, I did that. I did marriage. Yeah. It was it. it was a thing, you know. I'm grateful for it. It's a beautiful journey, like every other relationship. Mm-hmm. And um, there's really no... I don't believe that any relationship in life is permanent. I've seen mothers and fathers bury their children. Mm-hmm. I've seen children bury their parents. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, nothing is permanent mm-hmm. but the love. Mm-hmm. It's the only thing we take with us. Mm-hmm. So just keep loving, yeah, you know. Um, so thanks, divorce, <laughs> for allowing me to see that through it all, there's always love. Okay, I love, I love. <laughs> <laughs> we love, we love, we love, and not in a cliche way. You know, yeah. people be out here like, you know, love is love is love. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> but let's pour a little bit more of it mm-hmm. into ourselves, ourselves and into others and it looks so different yeah. and love is so layered and it doesn't have to be one way mm-hmm. you know so if it means that you see your ex in a room across the room and mm-hmm. you can just smirk at him that's yeah. a little bit of love that you're pouring into it mm-hmm. you know if it means that you don't cut his tires and you just like <laughs> key his side of the car or she you know like whatever yeah, yeah, it is yeah. right I'm not saying do that. That was a really bad example. And I will probably have a conversation with my shadow about this tomorrow. <laughs> like, I need to, you shouldn't have said that. Don't keep cars and slash tires. No, no, no. But, you know. Yeah, I get it. I dig it. I love it. Thank you so much. Thank um, you, Janine. Of all the wisdom, the wisdom that just pours out of you. I love it. I love it. And I'm um, grateful. Thanks. And like as you're talking, I'm thinking about like, it's like what's the theme of this whole? I feel like we're just talking like like girlfriends just chit chatting. Word. But um, one of my takeaways uh, from this conversation is about uh, strengthening the relationship to ourselves mm-hmm. and listening to what's there. Yeah, because there's always that wisdom that sometimes it's a whisper, and sometimes it'll knock you over your head and tell you you need to go to North Carolina, and you Word. listen, and Word. you you listen, and then that's where you learn. Yep. Um, so that's that's me. I hope people can get something out of this as well, and not just that, but other things as well. You've seen, you've said so much. Oh, I'm grateful. Thank and, you. You know, there is one thing I learned about podcasts: the first episode is usually not the best, <laughs> <laughs> but not the first episode. But you know, I, I will say that um, I'm a fan of podcasts, mm-hmm. and. The fact that you've created this one that feels so different from others, mm. I'm so excited to see the 300th Ooh. episode or to hear it, not see it. Yeah, yeah. Um, and and I'm looking forward to that. So congratulations! Thank you. Yeah. We have like a. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
Okay, um, that is it for me today. Thank you so much for listening. And I'll see you next time on Thanks Divorce.